coming to you live from Studio T. We are back. I am here with Dr. Pooh, who just survived a near-death experience. So how, fucked up, dude. How are you doing? You seem a little bit rattled up over there. I'm like, I don't know, man. This shit was bad. What was in that tube? I don't know what was in the tube. First of all, this wonderful engineer over here. Is living with very wildly dangerous animals all over the place in close proximity to himself, his family, including children. Maybe a child. It's just the one child, right? It's still one child too many to be around those things. This thing was fucked up, dude. So he lives with a vulture, an actual vulture, and he calls it a turkey. But I saw its face, and it looked me in my eye, and it said, "I am a vulture, and I will murder you." I'll play some. (laughs) I'll play some audio here on my phone. Oh fuck, dude! (laughs) Look at him. We're all menacing at the top, bro. (laughs) Look at this one, dude. You gotta look at this. Gross. Birds are nasty. What the fuck? you. have the sound of the thing in the thing um let me see here tom didn't even hear it yeah see if i on the last one (laughs) oh no okay let's see i just think i heard some demons in the woods let's go no, that wasn't it. No, it was before that. Okay. That was, that's what I decided I'm leaving. Yep, okay. I got one more to try. Dude. <laughs> How did you... Holy shit, what was that? What the fuck Dude, get over here. Let's go inside. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Dude, it was like... What was that? Is there one in there? Is there a giant one in there? Dude, that thing sounded like it was like... Yeah, it sounded like it was. It's there again. That was it. Yeah, banging. Holy crap. Dude, I think it's like in that tube. Dude, should it's I, like all the way up in up there. there. Here, hold on. I'm going to hit the garbage yeah. can. Dude, there's something like flying up and roosting in Dude, there. Dude, I'm fucking like tense. Listening, just listening to it, I'm like tense. I'm like, <laughs> I think it's here right now. Dude, pigeons, pigeons aren't. Nah. That's a pretty big. <laughs> yeah, it's just like yeah. up in that silo oh, are tube. A, are they a stool pigeon? <laughs> what the fuck? Well, none of our birds can fly. I mean, the ducks can fly a little bit, but not up there. Well, then that ducks, wasn't then that I'm wasn't not, one of your birds, I'm and not, that was something else. I'm not yeah. scared. Of, I'm not scared of ducks though. Like ducks are aquatic fucking gifts. Ducks are amazing. Ducks are beautiful. I don't like ducks. No, I don't hate them though. I don't. I'm well, so I'm not like I don't like want to have a duck. Yeah, but like as far as birds, like fowl go. Yeah, like, ducks are cool. Right. 
Like, be kind to your web-footed friends, right? Like, ducks are chill. Yeah, like, they keep to like, themselves. They, like, as far as, like, the societal structure yeah. of, of, of Birdville, like, ducks got it pretty figured out. They're just, like, they, like, they, like, mate for life. Right. They, you know, they, like, kind of have their, like... They just like kind of like build their their area, their little household area. They, they don't bite your fucking face, you know. Oh, they do. They have their babies, and then they like escort their babies to the pond, and then they like just chill and they do their thing. Like, That's a fair when, point. When have you ever heard someone like, "Oh, this fucking rogue ass duck came and tried to fuck my <laughs> girlfriend"? You know, like no one has bad stories about ducks. They're mighty, dude. They fly in a fucking V formation. Yeah. Pretty dope. I like dogs. I guess, yeah. Do you know why they fly in the shape of a V? I do. I think. It's try. because there's more birds on one side than the other. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hate it here. It's <laughs> <laughs> not what that means, man. <laughs> it's a... Uh, it's. I'm pretty sure they fly in that V formation as like a navigational tactic, and probably, to keep, and to keep everybody in. And the person, like the bird flying at the point, they like lead. You know, like so, it's a line of sight thing, and everybody can see everybody, and they kind of like fly together like that. And you can like they rotate. Uh-huh. So like as the f- as the lead bird gets tired. They can like fall into a different place and like another bird will move up and they'll just keep it moving like that. Too bad people aren't smart enough to figure something like that out. No, no. Some look, look, it's like some societies have it figured out and some don't. Duck society, dude. Ain't a duck. I have a duck that looks like the Affleck duck. It does look like the Affleck duck. (laughs) Put a blue. Like Photoshop a blue fucking blazer on them. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm sick of talking about birds. <laughs> Let's talk about. Uh, so we seg- decided it's a good segue though because talking about like the bird societal structure and how they got it figured out, mostly. Right. Yeah, I was gonna talk about Potsdam again, but we can skip <laughs> over that. <laughs> that is not a good societal structure. <laughs> We definitely need to do something where we go there. We are. We decided off air that we are going to go explore Potsdam. It is incorporated and incorporated community. So the inbreds there are it's off a, the grid. It's a it's a German sleeper cell town. Yeah, they're Nazis. Uh, we think that Titus Garcia escaped from one of their <laughs> not escaped was was set loose on us from there. Yeah, it was a whole part of their fucking plan. To go date women way out of his league for some reason. Good lord. I hope you're listening. (laughs) Titus, if you're listening to this. Fuck yourself. (laughs) We will fucking beat you with a sack of frozen potatoes if we ever see you again. That is quite blunt. I like it. It hurt, man. A a sack of frozen potatoes. You fucking humiliating. Like a sack of potatoes is like. Be like, hey, detrimental how'd, enough. How'd, Freeze those, those how'd those TMV boys, how'd those animal militia boys get beat your ass? You're like, they chased me down and they beat me with a sack of frozen potatoes. And be like, why'd you let them do that? Because I'm a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can think of a couple of reasons, but the top of the list is I'm. I have no balls. No. 
I mistreat women and I don't know what a haircut is. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. I think maybe his four-year-old cut his hair or something. He thought Dude, it looked... <laughs> I'm trying to remember what the fucking... What, what those kids' names were. One was Sailor. Yeah. Or something like that. And he was like a badass kid, too. I don't... Yeah. I only remember that name. I don't even know if that was a boy or a girl. Or, I don't think... I, I, I barely remember any of that. I don't know. I just... I'm too haunted by the image of that winged creature in the barn swooping down at us. It's back. Yeah. It's right on here. Tom's got one on his property. Followed us. Yeah. It's the spirit. It's the spirit. It's the spirit of Potsdam, and it knows. Yeah. (laughs) It knows. It's like, oh, these bastards. It's their little pet. We we spoke of it, and it awoken. Keeps on. They keep it on their property. Jeepers, fucking creepers. Oh man! It's right next to a fucking rainbow play system. Imagine <laughs> that shit. <laughs> right. It's reckless. <laughs> so we're gonna go to Potsdam. We're gonna investigate during the day. We're gonna be armed to the teeth. We should get some video. We'll get some oh, video. Oh, we of will shit have too. video, and it will be up on the social medias. It will be fucking phenom. Yep. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Be awesome. So look forward to that. But <clears throat> we're gonna segue now into what we came here to speak about tonight. This is episode one of Embrace the Chaos, the gentleman's guide to thriving during the decline of America and society in general. Isn't that right? Are you ready for this? Dude, Bases, I have, Alex, we, I are have, in that, we are in the ninth inning. The game is tied. The count is 3-2 at the plate, and the bases are loaded. About to knock this shit the fuck out. Yeah, it's all <laughs> the only option we got. The only option. Dude. And this is the beginning. It starts right now. All right. I have pulled up right here. Yeah. I, I pulled this up just just for context. Mm-hmm. A, soci- a societal collapse. Yep. Right? You can call it a decline. Like, obviously, there's a decline that goes into a collapse. Yep. And... A societal collapse, also known as a a civilizational collapse, is the fall of a complex human society characterized by the loss of cultural identity. Yep. The uh, uh, socioeconomic complexity and the downfall of government and the rise of violence. Yep. Do any of those things sound familiar? Yes, they do. Terribly so, right? Division's the name of the game. If you divide the masses and you convince them that they're enemies of each other, they do not pay attention to the ones who are actually rigging the game, rigging it for themselves. And this is currently where we are. I got a question. Hmm. Are you bugging in or are you bugging out? <laughs> are you familiar with that phrase? I've heard it. So in a societal collapse, bugging in means you hold your ground, say you're in your suburbia, and your home becomes your fortress. You know, you got your food and your weapons, and you're going to stay put and, you know, stay on your turf and defend it. It's your castle. That's bugging in. Bugging out means you got a bug out bag ready to go, and you get, you grab you and yours. 
and you fucking get in that truck and you drive out to the middle of nowhere and you you make shelter in the mountains and uh you live off grid you know i would honestly say i'm just a bug in that aspect i'd probably do both yeah depends on the situation i would i would i would i would definitely i would definitely stay put until otherwise until you had that until otherwise advised you know like obviously yeah gotta be a smart individual to be able to navigate through something like this yeah see a lot of people that aren't that's the scary thing how many people aren't like mentally prepared for something like this well what disturbs me is how many people have not adapted to reality even though it's very weird because it's like society has adapted very quickly but individuals have not but the individuals make up the society so like it's weird so let's take covid oh man oh man so wear your masks and keep people safe and then it's like people like me you know i question that why does this doesn't make sense like the holes in the cloth are much bigger than the particles of the virus so how is it helping and from a health standpoint, cutting off 60% of your oxygen is terrible. One of the worst things you could do, especially voluntarily. But I'm a selfish asshole, right? Or, you know, that was like the narrative. So somehow the pot was stirred up, you know. You either wear a mask because you're this or you're not wearing a mask because you're that. But regardless, society adapted to this and picked this up, right? And then there's everything else that came along with it. So a couple of, a couple of years of that. I had an issue with the mask. Right. Thing. And here is my issue with the mask thing. It wasn't the mask thing. Like, it's the virtue signaling of it. It's, it's again, like this, this all plays into the downfall, though. This yeah, all yeah, plays yeah. into the decline. Mm-hmm. Like I listed, the downfall of a government, you know? Yeah socioeconomic complexity like dumbing something as big as this down to put a mask on you know but then at the same time like the thing with the like i wore the masks yeah like i wore them but also i didn't go out which was the whole thing and so everybody's like this was my issue with the mask thing the the big huge mask backlash right was the fact that everybody that had this huge this whole backlash came because people wanted to go back out which probably shouldn't have. Like the number one thing, like in a in a in a pandemic, in in an in an out in an outbreak situation like that, like you should quarantine, right? So that was the huge. That was that was my issue with it. Was like if you're gonna do something like that, yeah, and expect that to actually fix the problem, which clearly it did not, right? And still does not. Like the mask is is it helpful? Yes. Is it helpful? Yes. Does it absolutely alleviate the problem? Absolutely not. Uh-huh. You know? Wear a mask every fucking day. I still caught COVID. What's that? I still caught I got COVID. I caught COVID. Right. Like, I got that shit very early on, and I was still masking. I got the shit because I was out of my house, but I had to work still, mm-hmm. which is a huge thing. Not everybody could work from home. Right. You know? So, like, but there's, you know... It was, just a, it was a whole big playbill. I feel like the mask thing is, I feel like it's dumb. And I feel like it shouldn't have happened. And what should have happened is, like, maybe they should have just, like, stayed inside more. You know, like, 
should have been more if it was more strict at that as at that pivotal moment if they actually clamped on that moment and gave themselves the time to figure it out it wouldn't have had to progress to the point you know right. what i mean that's at least that's my thought on it obviously i'm not a fucking i don't do this shit I, so i don't know but my my feel of it is if you would have if there could have been a bigger clampdown, maybe we wouldn't have got to the point where it's just like, well, now everybody's, we're just out and about still, and it's just like, well, wear a mask or don't wear a mask. We'll get this, get this shot or don't get this shot, but then wear a mask, but get the shot, but also wear a mask. It's just like, the, this is my theory on it. Personally, I'm like, my whole thing is like, do what you want. I don't give a fuck. Like for me, I don't want to wear it. If you want to wear it, then wear it. Like we have no problems. And if it's about, if you see me in the grocery store not wearing it, you, you're you wearing it, you would know to stay away from me. Like, I don't think we need rules. Like I believe in that. I'm an anarcho-capitalist libertarian. That's my thing. Now, what I think happened in the very beginning, we did it because it bought our politicians and stuff. It bought them time and our corporations. No one knew what to do. So by doing this, it makes it creates the illusion that they're doing something about it and they have no idea what the fuck they're doing. That was it. It was just buying them time, you know? That's buying what- yourself time is sometimes it's great when you're in a pickle, right? So it bought them time, but then people started fighting and there was the divide. And I think everyone saw that and it's like, we have this in our pocket now. So anytime... Um, there's an issue with like leadership or not knowing what the next move is or what the proper decision is, like bring the masks back, like, Oh, okay. Take them off put them back on. And you do that with literally every aspect of it. And now it becomes a weapon because everyone's divided on it and then they're not paying attention. And then they, you can just run a mock on people. But my whole point with that is I was getting to something else. So Something with the mask is just a way a lot of people have adapted, um, all kinds of other things, whatever. But then, like, you know, uh, there's a supply chain shortage and, like, food's not getting to grocery stores and stuff like that. And then you see someone who's wearing two masks and a face shield and fucking a set of rubber gloves on. And they're, like, in a store and they're, like, ooh, the food... There's no milk. What? I don't understand. How could that be? And I'm, you look at them and it's like, because of you, like you bought in, like everybody bought in. And now this is a direct consequence of everyone buying in and not questioning anything. But you're not even aware of that, which is fucking weird because you're literally wearing two masks, a face shield and rubber gloves so you're a part of this system and the the society that has completely uh, evolved with this thing and these new set of standards. But as an individual, you can't understand that like you're a part of this, right? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think that's fucking weird. And like, it is fucking weird. It's, it's it is fuck, it is fucking weird. But I mean, like, if you like, I mean, just like look at the. Look at the, you talk about the divide and you look about the divide in people and like it came out so fluently with this. It's like COVID like carved a river map right right through society, you know, 
mm-hmm. like there's like camps all all off of the, all off of this COVID river, and there's these little encampments that like these little tributaries that branched from this thing, of you know like you know like I'm in I'm in my own group I guess I I don't I don't know I mean like I got I got vaccinated yeah I got vaccinated I got boosted I still carry a mask I don't I don't wear my mask right like unless it's required of me uh-huh. so I bring one with me you know but like I'm not gonna wear them but then it's just like you see like the people that are like driving like I, this is the one that used to get me all the oh time oh my gosh yeah I'm like driving down the fucking highway bro mm-hmm. I'm like on fucking 35 I'm on 169 or something I'm like going to or from work or some shit and I like see a motherfucker like drive by a motherfucker and I look over at him and he's in his car by himself dude with a mask on so I go back to me making you know supporting everyone just making their own choices but I'll still see stuff like that and it infuriates me because that used someone to piss me off like because someone like that is just so absent minded of what's what reality is and that that's that's a huge chunk of the population and they're making these choices that are putting these people into power. And that's what I'm saying. When you, when you see like how COVID like it carved this map where you like all of a sudden now you see these, it's these the, different splices, like these different is, groups of people that are like, that's an taking, taking this, taking this one thing and how many different ways it can branch off. And like, there's your fucking cells right there. That scenario, driving alone with a mask on, it's literally as logical as like laying alone in your bed naked with a condom on. Why would you do this? Like, what do you, <laughs> what do you think's going to happen? I'm just being ultra super duper safe. You know, it's like, like maybe COVID you... will fly in through my window like a bee and slap me in the nose and then right. I die. <laughs> like, you know, like those, that. Like seeing that was like one of those moments where it's just like, what the fuck? So how did we get here? I have a theory on this. How did we get here? So it's the coffee machine. <laughs> how did we get all here, roads lead to narcissism, right? So you go back a couple decades, maybe that's what I'm gonna guess. Couple decades, like narcissism was like a mental disorder you would get diagnosed with. I think right now, like a majority of people are narcissistic and it's really simple, but I think it's social media because what that did is it gave every single person a platform where before, like say when we were kids, the nineties or whatever it was, it was, if you had an opinion, like a political opinion, or like you disagreed with someone, you had to go either confront them and like resolve that or talk about that conflict face to face or you had to throw knuckles, you know? That was it. Those were the and options, if you were talk, if you were talking shit, you had consequences because you'd get punched in the mouth. That doesn't happen anymore, so now you have this platform where everyone has a platform to say anything they want, consequence-free, and these a lot of these people are not the people who are going to do that in person because they don't have to anymore to spew out all their nonsense. I think that has created such a a massive, it's totally created narcissists like all over the place. Easily. And it's really disturbing. And I think COVID brought that out to an even higher unprecedented level. And 
oh, I lost my train of thought. I had, I had something here. Um, but yeah, going back to mental illness. So like, it's very weird. Like it's very, very, very bizarre. Like the anger people have of the, um, whatever group, um, is opposite of you and what you think the amount of anger you have based on what is the narratives that are manufactured that you see in the media or internet or whatever. That shit's so huge too. That shit's so huge. It's a huge thing. Like, so literally, you know, like, and I think the Trump thing was Trump was a reaction to the beginning of it. And then Trump escalated it. And then now we're like, it's uh, a reaction to that reaction. And um, it is, I just, I don't understand. So imagine like even 10 years ago and you go to, you were sitting with a doctor, right? And you were talking about this anger you have for, you know, the certain group of people that think differently. So, um, you know, you're on the right, you say it's, liberals if you're on the left it's republican whatever whatever it is and you were like honest with the doctor about how they made them feel the doctor would literally recommend that you get a psychiatric evaluation like seriously like (laughs) you know they'd be asking why are you so bothered by people that have no direct impact on your life like what is going on with you that is making you react this way. You, you would ask, they would ask a variety of questions that would really dig into There's one simple the emotional answer to it. reaction to it. There's a simple answer to it though. And yeah. like the reason that people have gotten this way is because of the flood of the information they keep getting for it. Yeah. Like social media, like I said this, I've said this so many different times. Social media is the direct link to the social decline that we're seeing. Yes. It's the direct link, like, like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Snapchat, like all these things are direct links to how people got to this way, to where you would actually go out and kill somebody just because they don't agree with what you agree with. Mm -hmm. And you would do this because all day long, you will pull out your pocket computer most powerful tool on the planet uh-huh. right now is this thing right here. This yeah. fucking gigantic rectangle box that I keep in my pocket. Yeah. And everybody's got one. And it's so powerful because you can just turn it on and receive any type of input. Yep. And it goes out there and, you know... It's just like, well, it's not facts. It's just people's opinions. But then you're seeing the same opinion. And then you keep searching that same opinion. And so it'll keep showing you that same opinion Mm -hmm. until you start to believe that this opinion is a fact. But then other people will believe this opinion and they'll hear this opinion. And then their box will start feeding them that opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's a constant, it's just a constant, it's like a drip. It's like a fucking drip of, you know, like you like go to, you're in a hospital and, you know, you have an illness and they give you this medicine and they'll give you this medicine on a drip. 
so that it can just like continuously give you what you need, what you need to get better. But this thing is just giving you a constant drip of what you need to feed that ego of I'm right and I know I'm right. And ever and I know I'm right because you know, 16,000 other people, you know, in my city think the exact same thing. It's tribalism. And it, and, it tells, and it tells me right here, exactly, dude. It was, I believe, the Aztec warriors. They use, they had a method for creating, um, well, creating fighters and battlers and warriors. So they abused the shit out of their children, and then they put all their children together. So you've got these, uh, these children that have endured physical trauma. Now they're around other children. So what are they going to do? They're going to act up violently and be aggressive, right? But now you take all those angry, beaten children, and now you give them a common goal, a common, a common enemy, and now you have warriors. This is very a very long time ago, and it's kind of how it works now with tribalism and mob mentality. So in a sense, this technology's evolved, and it's forced us to devolve back to tribalism. And so this um, contributes to the division and... Everything is about being on a team or being on a side. And I think a great thing about being human that is lost in all this is you don't have to. Like, you can be objective. You can look at things. Look, barely anything in this world is black and white. Some things are, obviously. Like, is it wrong to hit a woman? Like, yes. You're not going to, you can't debate that. No. Fuck you, Titus. <laughs> um, Everything's coming up, Milhouse. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's some things that are black and white, but in daily life, most things are gray. Like, most things are complicated. You have to outweigh uh, the pros against the cons and think of consequences and decision-making. So that that makes us human. We don't have to be divided. Like, not everything has to be black and white, but we're manipulated by the tribalism. To think it has to be the way that way and like it's like people can't even take a breath, take a step back and be like, this is nonsense. And it's frightening because what level of thinking do you have at that point? Like Again, it goes back here though. It 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 I'm telling you, man, this is it's a very big it's a very big it's a like the social media platform. Like, it's, it's, there's countless ways that you can tie it back to all of these issues. Like, if you think about, like, what you're saying, like, yeah, it's, you can't argue it's wrong to hit a woman, right? Right. You can't argue that shit. But, like, with the black and white, like, that's black and white. Yep. Don't hit girls. Hitting girls is bad. Black and white. But then there's gray. Mm-hmm. Like situational context yeah like suppose suppose this girl is wielding a weapon and is trying to come after me right you know like situations like that yes you know but that's neither here nor there because there's in, a, in any of those situations when you're in a situation there is there is always levels to there's levels to conflict mm-hmm. that go through every mind like fight same as the, the fight or flight and, like, there's a check-down list that goes there. Like, am I safe? Yeah. Can I get out of this situation? Why is this situation happening? Can I de-escalate? Is it escalating? 
Like all these things are the things that process in the moment. And in a moment, you have to think about that. You have to actually think about that before you do anything. But then you get to a social media platform and you like see this and there's, you don't have to think about it. And like anything that comes up just comes out and you can just do it. And then it's there. And then someone else is going to see that. And they might have had a slight inkling of that same mentality. And there it is. So now it's there again. And the exponential growth of this mindset now bubbles, you know? And so all of a sudden you go from, well, you know you can't hit a girl. But then you, like, start splicing down these different situations of where, well, maybe it is okay. And now all of a sudden it's just like, well, why are so many girls getting beat up? Mm-hmm. You know, it happens so fast. It, it'll happen so fucking fast because this is so quick. Yeah. It's so quick. Like the, like, like the tribalism is fed by that platform because like all these tribe, all these, all these new tribes have a fucking hut. They all have a place where their tribe can meet instantly. So I believe Society right now is under mass delusional psychosis. This is an actual term. It's an actual... Yeah, look it up. I'm busted right now. Nice. We're getting this shit. So, basically, mass delusional psychosis, it's a theory that you can get a large group of people to buy into something unrealistic as long as you introduce tribalism into the mix. And that has happened... I mean, definitely with the COVID stuff, but um, with all kinds of different things. Like, people will buy into whatever is the narrative that their team is going with, which is completely psychotic. It's it's brainwashing. It's manipulation. It's um societal control it's literally in insanity but like we're seeing it widespread that's terrifying my fucking god <laughs> it's crazy yeah You know what else I'm finding with that? What's that? <laughs> mass media, uh, scholarly articles on right with the mass with the with the mass delusional psychosis is mass media influence on politics. Yeah, it's the next key. <laughs> well, no, that that's what it all is. It's mass delusional psychosis. This whole thing is like a social experiment, basically, and it's working. Is it though? <laughs> well. I don't even know if who working are we, is the right word. Like maybe we, it's more proving. They're lining their pockets and they're in power. And instead of uniting and battling against the common enemy, we're in the lower class, all of us, battling each other over trivial things. So, are they winning? I would say so. Only because we let them. Yep. Only because we let them. But we're not even aware of it. So we're fighting over trivial fucking nonsense. So 
Let me share something that I think is fucked up. So I worked retail in the beginning of this. So I saw the toilet paper hysteria and the hand sanitizer. Bottled water. God. People freaking the fuck out. So... So okay, so that that that's not the part that weirded me out because at least toilet paper makes sense. Hand sanitizer, I thought that was psychotic because like that was just stupid. But what I thought was really fucked up is then people started hoarding bleach, and I mean gallons and gallons of bleach. People were hoarding that, and this is like the first week of the pandemic. And we're out of bleach and we can't get more. And it's like, and I'm like, why? What the fuck? Are you all quarantining in your homes on meth, cleaning shit with bleach? Like, what the fuck is bleach going to (laughs) do? Well, it kills 99.9% of germs on contact. But I mean, like (laughs) that level of paranoia for like normal, normal society to hoarding gallons of bleach in like seven days. You know? It's what like, do you the guys fuck? Not, do you guys like not clean regularly? <laughs> like, why would you need to buy so much all of a sudden? Like, I mean, like, you have the normal amount, and it's just like if you clean the normal amount, it's not like if you're quarantined. Like, right. you're quarantined now, so it's not like you're even bringing in new shit. Yeah, like this is the shit that you live with. This is your shit. <sighs> do you already have that shit? No. So then that shit's not in your house. So as long as you stay in your house, like, why do you need all that extra shit? Like, do you just decide all of a sudden, like, oh, this is happening. I better start being a clean person. (laughs) Got to clean, like, 25 years of yuck out of my life. Clean every day. It's the shit I don't get. Oh, man. It's so bad. Like, you, like, think about I mean, just, like, think about it. Like, mm -hmm. we're in a pandemic, and it's just, like... Normal people clean regularly, right? You <laughs> yeah. wash your hands. Like, you take a shit, you wash your hands, right? Right. You know, our, like, mother, our mothers taught us this when we were, like, five. You know? <laughs> like, the fuck? Like, now we have, like, you, you got a government-mandated guidelines. You, you got a cough? Do you, you have to cough? Do you have to sneeze? Don't we all cover our face anyways? And as an introvert, this whole social distancing thing should have been common sense to begin with. Stay I mean, out of your personal space. I mean... This is what? one of those things. It's kind of, it's, it's been crazy. I know at my job personally, yeah. like we had to get all of our signage and shit and please maintain a social distance. And like, even after they like cut all of those mandates, I left that shit up. Right. Like by choice, because like outbreak or no outbreak, like vaccine, no vaccine, like, like give me six feet, bro. Yeah. Like that's a bubble. You right. know, like, everybody has a personal bubble. Right. This is a true thing. Like, I don't know if this still stands, but there's a time where you could fit every person. Yep. Every person in the in the world, I believe it was, in the space of Rhode Island. Oh, wow. Jeez. With, with and that's what the, that's what, just a one foot bubble parameter. Right. So they're not even all touching, you know? Like, like, you can think about that, about a personal space. Not, like, walking around, like, obviously, we don't have that many people concentrated. So there's no reason that we should have an issue with, on a daily basis, keeping space from people. Yeah. You know? Like, why did that have to be a thing? 
Right. Why do we have to mandate that? <laughs> and then you mandate that, and now people are fighting it because they're like, well, I want to go hug grandma. <sighs> it's just like, well, you know, hug grandma. But are you sick? Do you have yeah. a cough or anything? Because, like, maybe you shouldn't go hug grandma then because people are getting really sick right now. Don't you know? hover around strangers. You know? Especially when they don't want you. Like, I'm in the line at the grocery store getting my things. Why do you think I want you directly upon me? Like, do you think you being this close versus this close is going to make anything move any faster? Like, give people space. Like, give people space. So mass delusional psychosis. Okay. So this is where this goes. I've been talking about this probably for a couple of years now. And now I think it's becoming reality. So we talk about World War Three. you know, is it us in China, us, us in Russia? So everyone's had this idea that it's going to be an arms race and nuclear annihilation. I'm telling you, it is so opposite. This is what's going to happen. You see the division in this country. You see, like, the way people have acted, whether it's the civil unrest or the COVID stuff. How And again, you know, to be clear, this is not the majority of society. This is a specific amount of people we're allowed to see, so we think it's that bad. But the fact is, it's still a lot of people. A lot of people with bad intentions can do a lot of bad things. And, you know, uh, the riots here kind of proved, like, takes a couple people to, you know, set stuff off and others will jump in and then... Others will jump in and fight those people, and then before you know it, you've got uh, chaos, right? Full so, blown. So there's not going to be nuclear annihilation. It's going to be way simpler, and people will be so fucking blindsided. It's going to be a power grid attack, cyber attack, which already happened with the colon colonial pipeline on the East Coast last year. Yep. So just to... And I know nothing about the structural um, efficiency or anything about how like a power grid works. But just to keep it simple, just talking like a dummy. Just imagine if for one week in America, there's no internet, no electricity, no cell phones. Just those three things for one week. I'm 100% convinced you would be seeing people murder the fuck out of each other in grocery stores in less than 24 hours <laughs> because of how psychologically fragile everybody is. Let me tell you, the cash registers at the grocery store, in the very beginning of a power outage like that, those will go very quickly. They're done, right? Can't ring up groceries. The store's full of people. They almost, there's almost violence in the beginning over fucking toilet paper. Oh, yeah. What the fuck do you think's going to happen when people can't get groceries? Dude. And it's going to take one, one asshole to, like, just start something, and then a bunch of people will jump in. And before you know it, it's, like, complete chaos. Someone gets killed, right? And now it just escalates. And this is happening all over the country. And then people are splitting up into groups because they're divided, right? And you've got the... It's like a... It's another civil war is what it is, but it's not just white versus black or anything like that. It's just all kinds of different subgroups against the subgroup that they hate or think that they hate. 
So you take out the power grid, you do that, right? You don't got to shoot a nuclear bomb. This country will destroy itself from within. Easy. Now, if you were a superpower like China, you could, you know, take this farther, like set up some bases. And uh, I always think about some of the poor countries on the fringe in like South America, like Venezuela or like, you know, those areas. China comes in, partners with the government. They let China put up some bases there. Now we've got Chinese bases on the south coast of the country. Maybe north. Trudeau's a pussy. <laughs> Maybe China sets up a base there. And then there's civil unrest. Society collapses here. They come in. Our own government whores us out to them. Who knows? But... I think that's where this is all heading, and I don't think anyone thinks about it that way. Because everyone is just imagining this World War Three thing to be, you know, like Independence Day or something. And I just think it's going to be the total opposite. You remember when Texas had that huge power outage? Yeah. Yep. Remember that shit? Uh-huh. I was just looking at that just to see. Yeah. Remember, you were like 24 hours. Yep. Like... Throughout that, how long was that span? I think that was a few days. They had that power outage lasted for what? Like, I think it was like six days? Yeah. Where there was like absolutely nothing. Yeah, well, I, th- I think it was slowly coming on yeah. over like a six-day period. In that time, yeah. that Texas mm-hmm. saw a 25% in violent crime. A Damn. 25% increase in violent crime. Right. In that period. Mm-hmm. 25%. Doesn't sound like a big number, but 25% in just a few days' time. And by the way, that's that's a pro-gun state, so, like, people know what they're getting into if you they're going to go fuck with citizens. You know, like, that's just, that's just one state. That's just a 25% in overall violent crime right. for that period. 25% increase right there. And that's just one state. Damn. Think about that shit. Yeah. It's fucking nuts. And nuts. You don't even know about that. Like that's not that wasn't reported. That on, was never you know? reported. I just I, you had to I dig literally that up. I literally just like yeah. went in and tried to find that, and that's that's the number. That's nuts, dude. That's fucking nuts. So now, how many of these people out here? When the grid goes down, they're going to be prepared. They're going to be self-sufficient. They're going to even know what to do. Not many. Like, I think the average person wouldn't be able to figure out how to make a bonfire and boil a pot of water on it. You know? Seriously, I'm not exaggerating. I'm I'm saying, like, there's not many. Most people, I mean, you consider the luxuries that everybody has. Yeah. You know? Like, what you need to live off of, like. I mean, I lived in an apartment building before I, I know what it's like to have to, like, have an apartment building and, like, we lost, like, the city lost power and this building is a little, you know, it's a little shitty, like, you know, college roomy fucking building. Yeah. And it didn't have a generator or anything. It was the middle of winter time, you know? And we, like, kept everything here. We, like, all gathered together and we, like, talked about it and we all, like, all opened our doors, turned on our ovens and opened them. We heated the building. That shit runs on gas. Yeah. You don't need a power grid to use gas power, you know? It's one of those things. Yeah. You know, like, 
you've been you've been to the cabin you've been to the cabin up north yeah like you see how the plumbing there shit works you know mm-hmm. like gotta turn that fucking shit on there's a giant fucking you know fucking cell tank outside that that shit runs on yeah they go up there like how do we keep that place warm it's a big ass fucking cast iron you know fucking burning pot right there yeah and that bitch will get up to like a thousand degrees and you just let it taper down and simmer yep sleep nice and toasty in the middle of winter mm-hmm. you know make a fire outside it's the middle of winter we're still having a bonfire mm-hmm. you know like some people just don't know how to live off of it yeah and that's mostly that's pretty sure that's mostly by design because when that does happen the the majority will be begging for help they'll be begging whatever you want just you could come just save us you're like it doesn't you feel it's like you've like been given this just like shiny wrapped perception of freedom Uh you know but like you're so dependent like you feel and they they give you this mark of independence but you're so dependent on them letting you be independent. Right. And then once if the everything was ripped, everything was ripped from you. Like how many people like I mean, it's like look how many people freak out if they break their phone. Right. Oh, my phone's broken. Like, what am ru- I gonna do? Ruin your day. You know, what am I gonna do? Internet went out. Oh fuck. You know? Like, I mean, what's the what's the issue with just like watching a movie? Going playing some disc golf or something, hanging out, maybe write a song or some shit. Read you know, a like book. read a fucking book. I've recently got back into reading. Yeah. And I wasn't I was never a huge reader. Right. But like this is well, I was I was I happened to be in the hospital and fucking hospital TV sucks. Yeah. And I decided I was going to read. I like I got my work bag right there. There's a book in there. You know, and I've just been like picking up books. And it's not like not all of them are like, you know, fictional books. Yeah. Some of them are like just reading a good story. Yeah. Sometimes I'll read about something, you know, mm-hmm. you know, like I fucking I read an economics book like, right. like three months ago, just because it was just like a book that was there. It was, I was, it was at work and I was like, hmm, wonder what this is all about. It was in my GM's office. No. So that's like, what's up with this? He's like, oh, it's, it's a good book. It's good, you know, good knowledge book. So I was reading through it, and I'm like, "Actually, some key things that you could learn about this." Yeah, one of the things about one of the things that ties to a fucking the decline of a society, yeah, the economical type collapse. Not a lot of people know economics. This is a surprising amount of people that don't know like how economics works, even. Mm-hmm. You know, right? How would someone that doesn't even know how economics works be able to work like now? If, if every if the grid was to collapse, like how could you like maneuver through that shit? Do people know how to trade and barter? You know, do people right. know how to do you know? Do people know how to do that? Do people even know you can do that? that right, you can exactly. Get some, you can get something without having to pay for it, not by means of theft. So it's anarcho-capitalist philosophy. You know, the butcher, the baker, the candlestick Stick maker. maker. <laughs> so like. I kind of had a joke in the beginning of all this. So, like, literally, I saw people start hoarding stuff. And I was watching all these dumbasses think they're so... Because they're all smug. They're so sly. You know, they got their paper towels and their (laughs) cart full of it, thinking, you know... And I'm just like, you people are dumb. So I went to Fleet Farm, and I just started buying ammo every day. 
<laughs> I'm glad I did. I should have bought more at the time. Because I, I mean, and, but I beat everyone to that, like, by weeks. So, like, I mean, it, full shelves when I started doing it. And then they went bare empty, and I was like, oh, I should have done more. But at least I was doing some, you know. Because I wasn't being an asshole. I was like, and by Fleet Farm, I'm going to go buy a couple boxes of ammo. And, like, next day, stop by again, buy a box. And I just did it that way, the polite way of hoarding. You know. Take care of yourself, but leave some for other people. You know. But I'd make a joke, and I'm just like, like, have you been stocking up on, like, toilet paper? Like, do you have it? And I'm just like, in the end, I'll have all of it I want. <laughs> and I'm just like, if fucking idiot next door because you know in a societal collapse like i go over and be like hey bud um hey like you mind if i have some toilet paper like i can trade you some rice for it (laughs) you know that's how it would work you know i have a lot of rice i don't need to eat all of it like you have a family and they're hungry you have a ton of toilet paper i want some what do you think of this want to do a trade and if this guy's like, haha, you should have thought of that sooner before I hoarded all this. Like, like yeah, I also then, got a shit ton of bullets, bro. Yep. <laughs> and then now he's giving me all the toilet paper for free. You know? And I'm laughing my way to the bank. And I didn't even have to use, I didn't even have to spend any of the bullets that I hoarded. Right. How about that? <laughs> well, you have to know is I have them and you don't. <laughs> It was please. just the implication. You know? The implication of using my bullets. It's just like when you bring a chick on a boat. Right? Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Not that episode. Oh, God. Not not saying she has to do anything. It's the implication. Like, I brought you on this boat. You're having a good time. We're hanging out. What? what, what? <laughs> Fucking Dennis Reynolds, man. It's always sunny. It's always sunny. It's a ah. reference. Ah, it's great. But yeah, so yeah, trade and bartering, you know. That's huge. They and, wouldn't know how to do it. You know? You can break it down by that alone. Like there's those who can and those who can't. Yep. But then even in both of those, you have those that can and those that can't. But then even like let's say the the group of those that can. There's those that can't inside of that as well. Like there's people that that can't properly utilize the knowledge that they have. Yeah. If you split, if let's say if if it was a smooth 50-50 of those that can and those that can't, those that have the knowledge and the willpower to succeed and those that don't. If you pair that off, like if it's just a, a even 50-50 you should be able to easily pull that to 75-25 because those that can should be able to properly mold and pull. Right. The real issue, the real societal breakdown issue is the fact that those that can't are the ones that decide. Yeah. That's a huge issue. Like when the majority, when the majority, like I said, in a 50-50, you can make that a 75-25. But... In a 75-25 and it's the other way? Like, there's just no fighting back from that. They're not doers. They don't want to be. They don't know how to be. They want to be rescued. That's that's the they whole thing. They want to be victims. They want to be... 
<laughs> I fucking love that term. Just <laughs> fucking vix, man. Like I used to, my, my uncle used to say, my uncle had this fucking phrase, man. And this is the uncle that I'm talking about yeah. that fucking, you know, a real fucking G, man. And this yeah. motherfucker is just like, like I go into a place, he's like, I walk into a place. And I'm like, he always, he was very secure, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, you walk into a place and he's like, what is the first step? Remember, I fucking checked on this. And any place I walk into, no matter what, unless they're my friends, when I look to my left and I look to my right, I see suspects. Yep. And any suspects, a potential victim. Nice. You know? I like it. <laughs> like, are you crazy, man? Like, he's not, though. It's so legit. Like, I mean, it's, like, nice to think that you can live in a society where, like, everything is so trustworthy. But everything's so trustworthy because nothing is nothing is kept. Right. Nothing is well kept. So is that trust? Is that, that, is that, is that, na- like that being naive? Mm-hmm. And I feel like most people are like most people mistake mistake true trust for for being naive and just going with that flow, being a sheep. Yep. You know, like just following that herd mentality, and then herd mentality mentality quickly snaps into mob mentality. Yes. Because they're all already there. Yep. And none of them have a mind of their own, so it's basically monkey see, monkey do. Yeah. But for the majority of the time. They're just following along until they follow along, and the person that they're following is a fucking papega and doesn't know what the hell's going on. And so when they make a mistake, it trickles down, and everybody makes that same mistake. You know? Remember what happened with George when the fucking riot started here when George Floyd got when George Floyd got murdered? Yeah. And like one of the craziest things out of all that shit that I saw, and there's like the whole story with the guy that like intentionally came and started a riot outside of that auto zone or whatever. Right. And you know, all that stuff. But, and that was crazy in its own sense. But like the one, there's this one bit that caught me, and it caught me so off guard, so offhand. Yep. And it was throughout all these riots, and like, there's, you can take whatever side of the rioting aspect that you want. And there's people that say they're rioting for a good reason. And there's obviously people that were rioting for a bad reason. And like me personally, I have zero problems with riots. I don't care. Like sometimes it is necessary. I do feel like sometimes it is necessary to actually set fire to the system. And I'm not talking about like figuratively, like sometimes you got to burn the motherfucker down, like make them see that they have to start over. And there's something that comes because there's something that comes with the building process, you know, but neither here nor there, how you feel on that. But the one thing that got me is in the midst of all of this, when you see people that are really fucking fighting for something and all of this riotous looting that's going on. And I saw a picture, you know, it's from a fucking target, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and there's, there's motherfuckers that were. They're rioting. Yeah. They're rioting. Uh-huh. They're not looting. They're rioting. And that's the, there's a difference between the two because right. you can loot and you can riot and you can riot and get, take nothing from there. Most rioting involves complete destruction, nothing yeah. but destruction. And there's a picture. There is this picture of this guy and he's fucking got a fucking claw hammer in his hand and he is 
fucking bashing a fucking cash register. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, that one's and hilarious. Like, and there's another one where this dude's like ripping down some shit, and it's like they're fucking rioting. And in the background of this picture is this guy that's just walking out, mask on, yeah. with a giant box of fucking Legos. Yeah. You know? You know? Like those little sleepers inside of those fucking things where it's just like, you know, like, oh, everybody's all mad. Everybody's all mad. But you actually, like, I feel like so many people didn't care and they only got mad because everybody else is mad. It's a weird feeling, you know? Uh huh. And the reason I feel that way mostly, I didn't feel that way at first. This is not something where I just came out and it's just like, all these motherfuckers don't actually feel for like what happened to that man. Uh-huh. And like what happened to that man is terrible. You know? Like, I never knew him personally, but I knew the spot where it happened. Been there plenty of fucking times. Yes. Yeah. You know, been there plenty of fucking times. Yep. You know? I've been to, I was at the club that he worked at. We used to play the the coffee shop that used to be there. Right there. Or a, a coffee shop, you I know? should say. Yeah. It's I mean like Ben and like I I know this I I know the spot I've walked like where it happened I'm sure I stood there before parked there before walked across that intersection before no I have you know and there's a lot of people that are up in arms about this shit that never have been there right but like in my head I'm like well that doesn't mean that they don't actually care right maybe they aren't just mad to be mad maybe this is a thing you know. What leads me to believe that it's the opposite is because of the current situation. Yes. Like what both, really changed? What both, really changed? Both. It'll it'll be it'll 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 happen again. I know it will. Like yep. you know it will. The stakes are higher now. Cause it's escalated. You know? So then like how many more like how many more escalations like how many more escalation protocols do you have to go to before you like reach that meltdown point? This is the decline, like the increase, like there's a rapid increase of violence Mm -hmm. throughout the nation, throughout the world, throughout the world. Like it's, it's crazy. You know, look what's happened. There's an active war happening right now. Yeah. Like that just started and it's like for real, like this shit's serious. Like that's happening right now, like right the fuck now. And it's just, I don't have fears that that's, that war is going to bleed here. But I do have fears that, that, like, even this war, or the war that we just went through with, with cops versus black people, you know? Like, that war, like, is going to lead to, like, the real fucking crisis, at least for here. Not a world crisis, but a home crisis. Like, well... They kept they you notice how they keep using the phrase civil unrest? Yes. You ever think about that phrase? You ever actually thought about the phrase civil unrest? No. So, no. No. What is this st- being in a state of unrest? Right. You know? If you're in a state of unrest, you're riled. Like you know what they use to describe like It's un- kind of an oxymoron, isn't it? Unrest is a phrase usually used to describe water. Right. You know, they use the phrase, they use the phrase turbulent for air and unrest for water. 
Yeah. You know? So we are those fish in the sea. And right now we're unrest. We're, the, the water is fucking quaking. Mm-hmm. You know? It's civil unrest. Like, what does that mean? Well, people aren't happy. That's all that they keep saying. Civil unrest. Civil unrest. Civil unrest. Civil unrest. And that's not the unrest part that gets me. It's the civil part. Mm-hmm. Because nothing about what's happening is civil. You know? Think about the word civil. You know? Civility in itself. Like, it's a it's a togetherness term. So like, like this 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 civilization is not really being that civil, you know. It's it's not an unrest. This is just like a it's an unraveling, if anything, in like civil unraveling. Like how much better would that like? How much more applicable is that? Like it actually makes sense because like we're not un- we're not in a state of unrest. It's not. This is not quaky water, you know, this is not a, this isn't a wake, you know, which is also kind of funny if you think about it, when you talk about a unrestful water, yeah. and they see signs for slow, no wake, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. But everybody should be woke, right? Oh, <laughs> fuck, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking weird, right? Uh-huh. It's a fucking circus act, man. It's a circus act. You're right to the point about the fucking social experiment. So this all leads somewhere. So there's a lot to dig into. So I'm going to try to stay very concise and to the point on all this. So when these riots started, I felt the mental state of everybody in this country was very thin, you know, because we were all on fucking house arrest. (laughs) I think in some way that probably contributed just sort of the perfect storm at the perfect time. In the division of this, again, we all had to pick sides. I personally, I pick no side in this scenario. Uh, First of all, Being an anarcho-capitalist libertarian, I am not pro-police. I'm not anti-police. I'm anti-police state. There's a pretty big difference there. Very big. Uh, George Floyd had a pretty nasty history. Didn't seem like a good dude. But were the cops unconstitutional and how they handled it? Like, yes. It's not really up for debate on that aspect. Now here, did you ever see the full body cam footage that was released way later, like the 27 minutes? Oh, yeah. So it, I think that's always been very weird to me because it changes a little bit because you're really seeing him tweaking. And then like up until that point, the cops fuck up really bad. I thought it was weird because... Why wasn't that camera footage released until way later where, like, almost all other situations, it's available, like, the same day? And then there's the connection between the two and the club and whatever, the money laundering scheme. There's some odd things about it. But here's what I think is fucked up is the people that are divided were immediately divided 
basically the extremes of both want the same things. You look at the people who were upset about that, the anti-police crowd, anti-police brutality, however you want to put it. Well, as people on the very far right, what is our main argument for like guns per se? So that citizens have the ability to overthrow the government if they uh, have too much power, right? Well, you literally have an agent of the state executing citizens. So, like, really, people want the same thing, but they are brainwashed, manipulated, and divided to the point where they think they're enemies, and both sides have it wrong. This is why I have stepped back and I hate all sides of the issue because I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm like, this is insanity. Like, first of all, and it's become a political issue. So like, I'm going to say, if you look at the politicians elected in this state and the policies that they've implemented, Minnesota is a nanny state. It is a nanny police state. You go to other states, you do not get fucking pulled over for going five over the speed limit and getting a t chicken shit ticket. Okay? This is a fucking nanny state. Cops are not here to protect and serve. They're here to write chicken shit tickets to make the state money. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that they don't do important things because they do all the time, but a majority of them, like any other government agency, it's over bloated nonsense they're here to make money so this is really dumb on two parts because you've got the one side defending that when you should be for small government because you're anti-government in theory politically but now you're defending this which is literally nonsensical because you're defending government agents going around fucking with citizen like literally everything you should be against the other people who are now fighting them and are on the other side, like my question when uh, you're looking at the George Floyd thing, you people voted voluntarily, everyone in this state who takes that side of it, voluntarily voted for people to implement these policies where you're giving police that much authority over your life because you're giving the government that much authority. Like, uh, man, like uh, the Brooklyn Park thing with that kid, that other one. It's like Brooklyn Park is such a shithole. Like, it's fucking it's, terrible. But it's like, first of all, uh, dude, I don't believe in traffic stops. That's unconstitutional to me. You should be pulled over if you are driving reckless, if you're inebriated, or if your car is unfit for the road. In all the other circumstances, a cop should not have the authority to pull you over. That's my view. So, like, people want to, oh, like, where do you stand on that? I'm like, I don't believe in traffic stops. So, if we implemented my view, everybody would be on the same page. <laughs> because my view was no fucking traffic stops. That's some bullshit. <laughs> So it's very odd to me because you have the people on one side are voluntarily creating the system that has the cops with the ability to do this. And then you have the other side that is now uh, conditioned to hate those people 
And now they're defending the police, but they're also, they're on the side where they should be for small government and small government policies. That's what they want, but they just... But but they can't even see that how it doesn't make any sense because they're so upset about the other people that they're conditioned to hate. It's so... Yeah, it's just it's absolutely it's, it's insane. Just, it's it's so there's there's an agenda with all this. So you know, the, the Minneapolis defund the police, this whole movement, whatever. You want to know what's happened with that? The Minneapolis Police Department has gotten record funding since George Floyd died, mm-hmm. but no one has any fucking idea. And people are like, oh, we're making a difference and we're changing things. They have no fucking idea that they're making that system even bigger and more powerful. By the way, like Minneapolis has been shitty in terms of that. They have they fucking record you with cameras downtown. That's some dystopian bullshit. What is this, the UK? Mini like So it's like everyone who lives here created this stupid system. Because they just love authority. They love a mom and dad telling them what to do, what time to go to bed. <laughs> it's literally, literally. So, it's, like, uh, liberty and freedom is uh, it's the way for everybody. And then people just don't want that because they're too preoccupied fighting. But it's. Oh, damn it. I just lost my train of thought. Um, Welcome to the United Snakes. <laughs> Land of the Thief, home of the slave. Yeah. So, a mini- Minneapolis is more funding than ever, and now... They always have been, like... Right. Not a lot of people realize this, but, like, and I don't know what it's like in other cities. I know there's other cities that are bad, too, but Minneapolis, mm-hmm. mini- not, just mini- not just Minnesota, Minneapolis itself, yeah. like, their police department is actually ran like like a military uh-huh like oh, by have, the way they have all like and this is like all of minneapolis including its suburbs I remember driving through burnsville one time i was yeah. by the fucking burnsville mall bro right i'm in like deep suburbia yeah and i'm like driving by how i'm like coming off i'm like i can't remember a mcandrews i think uh-huh i'm like over by aloha monkey by a tattoo shop yeah and i'm like at a stoplight and then, like, I see this shadow, like, like my entire car is just, like, shadowed. And I'm right. like, the fuck? And I look over, and there is a mobile tactile unit. Jeez. This thing was about four car lengths long. It was, like, a gigantic fucking trailer. There was a mounted 50 cal on the top of it mm. with a fucking dome. Yeah. This thing was clearly bulletproof to the fucking teeth. Yeah. And you could see fucking gunport windows on it. Mm-hmm. You know, like muzzle holes and shit for where they could fucking gun break. Don't know what was in the back of it. Right. But I do know that there was someone inside of the dome on top. Damn. That's that crazy. shit fucking pulled up right next to me. Yeah. And it said on it, City of Burnsville. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Does the city of Burnsville need a mobile tactile unit for? Dude, so... That thing was? I saw it again. Uh-huh. I saw it again. And it was parked at the Mall of America. Drugs. It was parked at the Mall of America. <laughs> it was parked at the Mall of America. Yeah. Like, the Mall of America, the place that everybody knows and loves, there's mm-hmm. a place for fun in your life. 
Mall of America. There's also a full fucking, there's a full military operation, including cells underneath it. It's an entire precinct. And it's a precinct, and it's not a Bloomington precinct, and it's not a Minneapolis precinct. Under the Mall of America? Underneath the Mall of America. You know, hum- it's a big human trafficking mecca there, too. <laughs> I was there the other night, and I, I know, was... I know, that that, I know that that fucking location is under there, because I've been there. Nice. Got brought down there. There was a fucking huge riot that I was involved in at the Mall of America in a food court. Okay. And they came out, and like... I mean, like, instantly, these weren't cops that showed up, but, like, this fight broke out, and this yeah. was, like, a school, like, school-type brawl, and we were, like, I think I was, like, 14 years old when this took place, you yeah. know? Like, I was just a fucking kid. I was in, I was still in junior high. Right. And this, like, brawl breaks out, and, like, within, like, within, like, I don't want to say seconds, but, like, within, inside of a minute, like, there was full, like, shielded people there and they fogged down on us with fucking pepper spray yeah so this wasn't like a can of like they had the fogger canisters and they just like to fog out a crowd with pepper spray and that's what happened there and then like there was some arrests and shit that were made and we just went like into the elevator and you see at the doors they have those police stations there but there's elevators behind those yeah and they go they only go one direction. And that's yeah. down. Wow. Yeah. I was in a cell underneath the Mall of America. That's crazy. It's a real thing. <laughs> so my dad, years ago, when I was young, worked in an office, or worked for a company that had an office in the back of the Mall of America because they had, like, office spaces. So he used to take me through the the labyrinth of hallways and shit back there, which they're, like, in in total length, like two miles or something mm-hmm. crazy. Like they're all over the place, but yeah, people go missing there and shit. And like I was there the other night with some friends and I was like trying to show them the doors that go to the hallways. Cause you'll see like a big mural, like for Nickelodeon universe. And it's the, there's just like a door that's painted over and mm-hmm. you feel it out. You can find like the handle and stuff. Uh, me and Ian, we went in there like, one time, like we found a door that was open, so we were like walking around in there, checking it out. I've been back in there. I went to a there was an alternative school that's yeah. in the Mall of America. Oh shit! And so there's actually, if you go to that school, yeah, there's a separate lot that you can park at. You can go into an entrance that you can't access from the regular, yeah, like lots and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and it's a sub lot. Yeah, and so to get up to the school, when you go in the sublot, you have to go up an elevator. Mm-hmm. There's only one elevator, and just go straight up, and you'll be inside of the uh, the thing. But it's a pretty large scale school, and it's all behind the walls of the mall. Yeah, like it's crazy. Damn, Mall of America is a crazy place, man. For sure, there's a lot to uncover there. There's a place for fun in your life. <laughs> I still wish it was Camp Snoopy. Yeah, fuck them. Fuck Nick Cannon. <laughs> not actually, not actually. He's actually a pretty, pretty weird dude, but I like his shows and stuff, but fuck Nick. But not yeah, the, the amount of funding, though, these departments get. And look, the people that are defending the, the police here, like, the riots proved, first of all, the 
Minneapolis Police Department is completely militarized. But they proved in complete chaos and disorder, they will not protect you and your family. No. So they want to disarm you. They want to boss you around and write you chicken shit tickets. And when shit hits the fan, they're not going to defend you with their fucking military-sized budget. Um, people are getting raped and murdered. You know, like right now, Minneapolis, bars are getting shot up and shut down. They're not there, but uh, if you had weed, though, man, one of those fucking tank vehicles would be busting the walls out of your house. True story. This is a true story. One of my my house, I had a house in Bloomington. When my house got raided, they, like, raided it because they thought I was selling drugs. They thought I was selling drugs, Mm -hmm. which I may or may not have been. I will not divulge that here. But (laughs) this is the whole thing. They came there because they thought I was selling drugs. And they showed up with a basically a small tank. Yeah. It was a small tank, and this thing had two fucking barbs on the front of it, like these giant spears. Yeah. Or it's inside of there. And I know I'm out. So obviously they, 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 they hit my, they hit my house with concussion bombs at both the front and back doors simultaneously. Yeah. There's a sniper in a tree outside of my house that was watching my roommate text his girlfriend, mm-hmm. you know, not his girlfriend, this girl, he was fucking whatever. <laughs> but they like, they had us and they had us all out and shit, you know, cuffed or not even cuffed. We were zip tied and shit. We're outside of this giant, massive vehicle, and, like, we're kind of, like, fucking with the cops because we're, like, basically laughing at them, like, yeah, you guys spent so much money on this huge bust. I'm like, this is impressive, and, like, my friends are going to get a kick out of this. I'm going to look like a rock star, but ultimately, like, I'll be home tomorrow. Yeah. You know? Like, you guys came here on a whim from a fucking drug addict that told you that I sold them drugs. <laughs> yep. That's what happened. And you guys came with all of this stuff and were like joking. And like this one, this one cop, I see this one cop walks up and he's got a very large gun. And I'm like, that looks like a sniper rifle, bro. And I'm like, is that a sniper rifle? And he was like, yeah. And I'm like, why do you have a sniper rifle? And he was like, can I ask you a question? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, who's Mandy? And like my roommate looks up and he's like, what? He was like, yeah, weren't you just talking to Mandy? And I'm like, oh my God, were you watching him text Mandy? And he was like, yeah. And I'm like, that's an invasion on a whole different level, right? Wow. But also, like, they showed up with this thing, and I'm like asking about the fucking truck, and I'm like, what is this fucking truck? Like, what are those things for? Yeah. And he was like, oh. And I'm like, they're very, at this point, I think, like, these guys realize that they fucked up. And there's like one detective that's like sitting, he's like on the phone, he looks very frazzled. You know, they came yeah. out and what they found was like a little pocket safe that had like a quarter ounce of mushrooms in it. Yeah. And like an ounce of weed in it. Yeah. And a grinder in it and my papers. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's all mine though. I'm like, I'm not really selling it, but yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, that I that's mine. I right. do that stuff. Um, And they found a blowgun and one registered shotgun. Yeah. You know? And that's that's what they found. Yeah. So that's why I'm like joking. Well, I'm like, I mean, like, I'll be home tomorrow. Like, I'll go. 
Like you can take me to your place and ask me your questions and you can slap me on the wrist for a smoking pot and then, you know, like send me on my way. I will take that bologna sandwich, by the way. I'd like that because I'm super hungry and you interrupted din din time. <laughs> Bitches. <laughs> you know? But like that, I'm asking about the truck and like that that vehicle, that tank, that tank that they had that came from Minneapolis Police Department. Yeah. Those barbs were to shoot into the wall and rip the side of my house out if necessary. Right. And it's like, why aren't we putting this type of effort into human traffickers? Which, by the way, dirty little secret about the Twin Cities, huge mecca for human trafficking. Dude, I work in the hotel industry. Yep. I do work in the hotel industry. Mystic, Mystic Lake down the road, human trafficking. Mm-hmm. All the time in and out of those hotel rooms. It's crazy. So who's protecting those people? Who's working with them? Our lovely politicians. The rule makers. Everyone's getting a cut. I don't think there's a but problem. But we're not going to question that if we're fighting each other. I don't think that there's an issue. I, I, I feel like it shouldn't be that big of an issue to decide between defunding the police or not. And, like, no one wants to disabolish the police. And I'm not even, like, obviously, I'm not... I'm not out here like, fuck the police. Right. But I'm not out here like, oh, like, you know, like, blue, you know, like. Right. You know, like, I'm. Again, I I take no sides. I'm in the middle. You know, it's just like like, police have their place. Right. But as at this, like, at this moment, like, police have too much of a place. Like, the police department are, are they are oath to, they're sworn to protect and serve. Right. Like, they're civil, they're civil servants, you know? Like, in that respect, like, the police work for us. Yeah. We pay the police. Mm-hmm. We pay the police, you know? Like, they work for us. And they are in the, in their job description, if you ask, well, what is a police officer? They are a... Law enforcer, right? That's the word, law enforcer. Right. And so, like, the issue with that comes in, it's like, you have you have other issues in lawmaking that are swayed by law enforcers. Like, why should law enforcers get to decide what the laws they're enforcing are? See, See an issue with that? I like the term emergency responders, which is what the law enforcement that they enforce should be is emergency related. Well, that's like they're there to uphold laws. Right. And so when you, when you come into emergency responders and this is where the thing is like in police in police defunding, you could fund up to emergency responders because there's so many situations where you don't need a police officer. You call 911 because you have an emergency, right? You don't necessarily need a cop. You have an emergency and sometimes you might need a doctor. Yeah. Or you might need a psychiatrist, a counselor, maybe a police officer. And there's no reason why a police officer shouldn't assist on all of these emergency respondent calls, because in the event that there is a law being broken by somebody, they should be there to enforce it. Or if while, while this, while this emergency intervention is happening, if anything that's not law abiding happens, there's someone to enforce the fact that, hey, there's rules to this engagement. Like a police officer is not like should be nothing more than a referee. In that in that instance, you know what I mean? Right. And so in that case, they don't need all the funding. 
the people that need the funding are the the other organizations, the other emergency respondent technicians, the people that can help. Yeah. Well, what it comes down to for me is less laws, less enforcement. So smaller group of individuals taking on the role of an officer. Now with the money saved, train them better. You know, think of the training we give, uh, like if you're in the Air Force or something. So it should be like that, and it should be constant. And by the way, like, I have a fucking problem when you see a cop that's like a fat tub of shit. Like, if you're in an, dude, if you're an officer, like, if that's your, if you have that responsibility for what you're supposed to be doing, I'm sorry, you should be able to do 20 fucking sit ups. <laughs> like, come on. I'm, I'm, like, that shit drives me, it literally makes no sense. Like, what, you know, you have that lack of discipline. Or whatever, but like, but you're pursuing that role. Like, they should super high standards, pay them more, better training, but there's less of them. Mm-hmm. So, you're, you'd still save money, less laws, more guns for people. I believe that we don't need as large of a police force as we do. Right. And I also, to your point, agree that I feel like any member of law enforcement should at least not necessarily have military background, but be military trained at least. Right. To be able to, I feel like the police department should be able to, in a case of, in a case of, you know, wartime, should be able to step in as an actual protective agency for their state. Right. Yeah, and I yeah. believe that like the police of the state and, and to that, to that point, there doesn't need to be city police. It needs to be state police. And I feel like that's the only type of police that we need is state police. People that are there to just. (laughs) (laughs) See, this is what I'm talking about. Take all of that and spread it out to the people that can actually be helpful. And then the police are there just to, you know, literally keep the peace. And, uh-huh. like, make sure that things are working right and that no laws are bro- being broken. Well, by the way, if you look at what, like, um, army rangers and shit do mm-hmm. when they're in countries, like, when they're not on the clock, like, you know, in a mission situation or whatever, they're out community building because they're, like, you know, they're insurgents in, like, a foreign country and they've got the American reputation, like it puts a lot of these people off. So they got a relationship build to make the people around them trust them and, and they go and realize, help. right. And realize they that and they're help. there to do good things like America. We're here to help. We're here to take care of you. So like in downtime, I think you should have them trained to do that instead of writing chicken shit tickets. You know, for those of you listening, this is fucking America. I don't ever want a parking ticket for parking on a public road that I pay for. Like anybody who supports that go fuck off. (laughs) It's, it's, it's it's insane. Like it's insane to think about like that's, but that's what it is. And it's pull me over for speeding. You pull over the dipshit who drives like fucking Humpty Dumpty, you know, like putsy ass. uh, It's just, it's just whatever. So I got a funny story. 
I lived in Savage, and uh, I got I got a knock on my door by an officer, and uh, you know I see him out there. I was like, you know, I was in the middle of something, so I was like, you know, if it's important, he'll have a warrant. That's my motto. But I mean, I was gonna go down to the door. I was just kind of like taking my time because I had something going on. So I get down there. He's gone by this point. Must not have been important, but there's like a note from the city on the door. So I take a look at it. So it was a warning, violation warning, because we had a truck parked in our grass. Um, I've got one of those. (laughs) Yeah. To the side of our driveway, we had like several trucks out there and one of them was like parked in the grass. So that was illegal in the city of Savage. So we got a warning. So this is a perfect example. Do we really need a fucking police officer to go do that or to, you know, make sure your dog's not taking a shit in someone's yard? Absolutely not. You don't. <laughs> you don't. You just don't. <laughs> like, that's not what they're there for. That's not what they should be there for, but that's what they're doing. You know? They should be defunded. <laughs> they should be defunded. They don't need the money that they're getting because we don't need them for all that shit. But it's, it's going to get worse because as everyone's fighting, no matter what the narrative is, like the police are going to, their funding is going to go up like it is in Minneapolis. There's going to be more chicken shit laws. There's going to be more of them. And so like if you're on the side that's against it, most of the people think they're under the illusion that they're winning and they're creating all this change and they got to post about it on Facebook and they're not, it's the total opposite. And then the other side is going to, we want to, we want more cops. We want to protect, we need to protect our, our city and look at these violent riot, these violent rioters. Like they, they want to harm us. Like we need more cops and they're going to go with that narrative they're going to like vote for the those policies. So like regardless, like everyone's fighting each other and it's just going to grow and get more powerful and get more funding. Just you fucking wait till it's like the CCP and what their militarized federal police force is like. I think that's the long-term goal. At least that's what our politicians would love that. It's what it's working towards. Want to want to Another funny story. I like sheriffs. Dude, this... Okay, perfect example. So Credit River here, we became our own town last year. And you know how big this area mm-hmm. is. You want to know how many sheriffs we have on duty here? One at a time. Because mm-hmm. that is all Scott County can provide. I feel pretty safe here. You know? Everyone here is armed. Most sheriffs are state police too. Yeah, and there's like no crime here. No, that's what I'm saying. We don't need we don't need <laughs> we don't need we don't need city police and district police. We need state police, like yeah. you know, and we don't need a lot of them. We don't need a lot of state police. You don't need a lot of police to police a state. You know, there's other there's other things for that. There's other things for that. There was one time, you remember this one time? We were leaving a show in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. We were leaving a show in Minneapolis. We were all good. Yeah. Had a great show. It was fun. Uh-huh. I think we were at Club Underground. Yeah. We just left Underground. 
you were driving uh-huh. and uh we we're going down the highway and there's a cop in front of us there's a cop in front of us yeah and the cop swerved in the road right you remember this the cop swerves in the road mm-hmm. and you're like behind him yeah and you see him swerve yeah and so you mimic his swerve which is a natural thing to think. Like you see a wait. What was this? Yes, this is the one. Remember, we like you swerved. You know, it's completely rational where, if you think about where it. Where Tom thought I was getting arrested. Yeah, you were with us. I was with you. Oh shit! It was cr- it was crazy. Is that the guy that was like that doesn't make any sense? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. He like told you to spit out your gum and shit. He like wanted yeah, you to spit you were your there. gum. Out. You were he there. Was like, That's right. Spit out that gum. Yeah. He was like. A real fucking ass, and it like all spawned off of the fact he swerved in the road, apparently for no reason. But like me as a driver, well, as this, a good driver, if I see a car in front of me swerve, yeah, I'm going to imagine they're probably swerving to avoid something. Well, and especially if that vehicle is a co- a law enforcement officer's vehicle, I'm like, oh, he probably saw like a thing in the road, or there's a hole in the road. Well, not and so he has swerved to avoid dude. it, and so you swerved to avoid what was really nothing. Yeah, and he was probably just like, you know, trying to open up a pack of ho hos <laughs> while he's driving. He's like, oh shit, you know, <laughs> and so he does one of these, and then you like, oh shit, there's something there, so you do one of these, and he's like. <laughs> Well, dude, so... And it turned into a whole fiasco for zero reason. So he thought he was going to get me for drunk driving. And, like, his whole thing was, like... So this is what he says when he comes up to the window. You know, he's, oh, you've been drinking? They're like, no, I haven't. And I had a few beers, but that was none of his business. I knew I was under the limit very, very closely. And I learned an important lesson to not push it that far. (laughs) Because I literally blew a point zero six nine <laughs> as I was sprawled out on the fucking hood of his car. <laughs> like, but, so I learned an important lesson. Like, even though I was sober, like I should not have pushed it that far, and I never have since. But as far as he knows, I didn't have anything to drink, and I was sober cabbing, which was technically true because Tom was drunk. Yeah. Yeah. So well, yeah, we, I was. <laughs> fucking blouto <laughs> so, i drink a lot so like he he claims that he uh two miles back i had a i peeled out onto the freeway which never happened never happened and i almost caused an accident with with another car which never happened because like, there was no car there was no car so it was literally us and him and then i was I was, and he was trying to tell me this, and it was a complete lie. And he was like trying to fuck with me to see if I was drunk. And I was like, I'm sorry, that didn't happen. And he was like, Oh, are you high? Or are you drunk? How do you not remember? And so I was just like, Well, if that was two miles back, why didn't you pull me over on the spot? You know? And then he was like, Get out of the car. <laughs> like, he's like, You pulled me over for swerving. He's like, Yeah, are, are you drinking? You've been, I saw you swerve on the road. And you're <laughs> like, I saw you swerve. Yeah. I thought you were trying to avoid something. I was trying to avoid whatever you were avoiding. <laughs> I didn't swerve. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> so. I hope I hope he got his shit rocked in the riots. That shit was that's I I I'll never ever forget that incident. That shit was so wild to me. I'm like, damn. I'm like all this like really? 
Like that's 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 what they're spending their time on. Well, and I think like. Patrick's Day? Yeah. So if he was looking for drunk drivers, like, whatever, but he should have realized right away I was not drunk. Did we go to a house party that night, like, with Tara or something? Yeah, Did we, we were go at, to the space station? Yeah, that fucking place, yeah. Um. Yeah, so, and it's like, of course, I fail the sobriety test totally sober, because who can pass it at all sober? Fuck that. I won't even ever fuck... I mean, I would never do one of those again. Fucking mm. pointless. Like, what? Okay, dude, tell me how fucking pointless that is. You, the end game is always the same. You have to take the breathalyzer. So why are they making you fucking do these? You hear what I'm saying? Like, why make you go through all these, jump through these hoops like a fucking seal? When they're just going to breathalyze you anyways, why not just ask you to do the breathalyzer immediately? A field sobriety test is pointless. It's basically something that they can laugh at. <laughs> I feel like it's just a story Seriously. for them. Like, you should have seen this fucking idiot try to fucking... Balance <laughs> You should have seen him try to recite the alphabet backwards. Like, no one can actually do that. Like, There's this iconic video of this dude that's getting a field sobriety test. Yeah. And he is plastered. Right. He is super drunk. But he does everything. He recites the alphabet backwards. Yeah. He does the whole thing. He right. starts doing like he like does like a cartwheel down the line and shit like that. And like this cop, like this cop is like, the fuck, man? Like, are you kidding me? And then like finally, like the dude like just admits Blinks. that he just like admits <laughs> that he was drinking. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, I'm drunk. <laughs> like, oh, oh. Huh? <laughs> he's, he's just like, I mean, like. To ruin the, the sobriety test. It's 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 a joke. Like, why would you do that to anybody? For one, like there's a pressure in like there's a there's an amount of like pressure that you get. Like, not everybody was built for a stage. Like, I'm pressure free. Like, I don't care. Yeah. I can I can talk in any setting. I can perform in any setting, and that's fine with me. But not everybody is built that way. And now you got this person that's glooming on you, that's bearing down on you. And they want you to, like, do a fucking song and dance for them. Literally. Yeah. Do a song and dance for them. Not to mention the fact that you're doing this on the side of a road. Yeah, they should be like, sing Wonderwall. <laughs> yeah. In the key of A. Minor. Minor. Well, so, this is, Tom, you remember our Seth Rogen cop out here? Yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, so I got a good story about this guy. Because he came here, what, when there's that guy running through your yard or whatever? <laughs> Some fucking guy who's barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> so anyways. So this cop was a younger guy. just looked and sounded like Seth Rogen, sort of. So he comes here. And then he pulls me over one night. And I... Not only and I'm am I totally sober, but I just got off work and I'm driving to the gym. So he pulls me over. Wasn't speeding or anything. I just bought in this used car from someone. So I was like, oh, the, bet the fucking state didn't transfer the title or something. Um, another to all the people who love government, like if you can't. If they can't, if it takes three to six months to transfer the title of a car, why do you want them in charge of anything? 
I rest my case. Boom. De- everything. No one can debate that. Microphone's on the floor <laughs> currently. I win. <laughs> so I digress. So he pulls me over. He's like, you know why I pulled you over? And I'm like, uh, no, I don't. And he's like, you have a warrant out for your arrest. And I was like, no, I don't. And he was like, you're Margarita Lopez. Like, this is the name of the woman I bought the car from. Like, I, bro, so, do I so, look like Margarita <laughs> Lopez, you piece of fucking trash? <laughs> Dude, I you human melting pot of dumbassery. I, li- I literally ask him. That's literally what I say. I said, do I look like a Margarita Lopez? <laughs> and he's like, no. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, so I think I just bought this car and the state probably hasn't transferred the title. I got insurance, my license, all that, whatever. So he's like, okay, okay. So he like shines the flashlight in my eyes and he's like, your eyes sure are dilated. And I'm like, well, it's because you're shining a light in them. <laughs> and then he's, he's like, are you on drugs? Are you high? And I was like, no. He's like, are you, have you been drinking? And I'm like, no, I'm going to the gym. And then he's like getting all nervous. He's like, oh, can you step out of the car? And I was like, technically I can. Are you asking me or are you telling me I have to? And then he's like, cause I'm sober. So I'm just going to fuck with him. You know? I got nothing like, to hide. Like, so then he's like, Oh, I don't know. And so I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, fuck it. Like this guy's nice. I'm going to like, just go with it. So he's like, no, touch your, uh, touch the right side of your nose with your left finger. And it's like, what? And I'm like, what? Like, this is, so I I, I start doing that, and I'm like, can we just cut to the chase? I'm like, are you going to give me a breathalyzer? Is this how this ends? He's like, yeah. I'm like, can I just do it now and prove I'm sober? And he's like, oh, sure, sure, man. And then he's like, so, um, and keep in mind, he's like, got, oh, what the fuck did he make me do? So he's like, keep your hands where I can see him. This is at one point during this thing. Um, and then he's like, oh, you know, it's really cold out. He's like, I feel bad. It's so cold. You can put your hands in your pockets. And then I'm like, all right. So I put my hands in my pockets. He's like, no, no, no. I forgot to search you. You got to take your hands out. <laughs> and then he like pats me down. And he's like, okay, you can put your hands in your pockets. So gives me a breathalyzer. <laughs> what the fuck? I blow a zero. <laughs> And he's like, oh, I, I guess you're good to go. Like, I don't know. I don't know what, I just, your eyes seem so weird. I'm like, I'm telling you, dude, like you were shining the light into my eyes and it was dilating my pupils. And he was just like dumbfounded. He didn't know what I was. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> are, you a, are you a wizard? <laughs> are you some kind of, <laughs> of, some sort of mage that has has light refractive eyes? Like, nah, bro, that's just how eyes work. <laughs> Like, you know, like the black part of your eye? Yeah. Like, it's, it's to protect your eye, man. Glows and shrink, grows and shrinks, man. It, it moves. You were hurting my eyes. My eyes were trying to protect themselves. Yeah. Normally, I'd go like this, but I know. No quick movements around the dude with the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> He's a fun guy. Yeah, probably shouldn't have been a cop, but, uh. <laughs> yeah. If he was worried about your eyes being dilated, wouldn't he think you're, like, on mushrooms or something? Well, no, like, mushrooms make your pupils bigger. 
Yeah. So maybe he didn't even know what he was talking about. Well, no, meth, meth and uppers would dilate your pupils, right? But alcohol, which he was testing for, wouldn't do that. Yeah, they, those would make your pupils bigger. I think he's probably just... Well, first of all, like the whole thing should have ended. Like, I could see him running that plate and being like, warrant, whoop, whoop. And then he walks up and is like, warrants for fucking... Margarita Lopez. Yeah. And then he walks up to the car and looks in the car and it's just like, you rolled on the window. I'm like, is there a problem, officer? And the correct response should have been, nope. <laughs> yeah. Like, you are not the person. And he probably like could have made a, like, a smart comment like, did you just purchase this vehicle? Or are you borrowing this vehicle? Yeah. Is this your vehicle? And then you would have been like, yeah, I just bought it. So like, where's, okay. Where's Miss Lopez? And where's then, the Mexican chick? And then do you like do you happen to know uh Miss Lopez of first name Marguerite? Is that who you purchased this car from? You could have been like, yeah. I'm like, okay. All right, well. Just so you know. Like the the title process must Lopez. Do not fuck with me. Like what you want, officer? Oh, you want some taco flavor kisses? This is not Margarita Lopez. What the fuck did you do? This guy's an imposter. <laughs> this is some angry white guy. This is a mask. He tries to rip oh, off I your face. Lopez. Get this Euro trash out of here. <laughs> like, I mean, like, there's so many, there's so many things that could have gone better in that situation. I feel like, I feel like he made many mistakes <laughs> upon saying that you have a warrant for your arrest. And it's just like. <laughs> You, sir, are dumb. <laughs> like, like, no, I don't. Like, why? When? What? He's like, are you Margarita Lopez? It's like, I don't know. Are you Barney Stinson? Like, <laughs> the fuck, dude? What game are we playing? <laughs> what is this? I see what you're trying to do here. You coming on to me, officer? <laughs> are you Margarita Lopez? Like, no. Do you want me What's to that? be? You're looking for an alter ego. <laughs> yeah. I'm only Ma name. I'm only Margarita Lee Lopez on Thursday nights. <laughs> like what? You can find me at the nineties, I'll be in the drag show. <laughs> what the hell? Officer Rogan, you're a hero. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. That happened for real? That's fucking yeah. wild, man. That's we came to Tom's before. That's hilarious. <laughs> Sorry for pulling you over, man. Yeah. Sell you some weed. <laughs> <laughs> that was the greatest Seth Rogen laugh I've ever heard. <laughs> Seth, are you here? Dude. <laughs> Listeners, Seth Rogen is here. He's not saying much, he's just laughing. It's great, though. We're, we're tickling his feet. <laughs> We're tickling his feet with a feather. Yeah, from from the evil bird that lives outside. Alex, calm down. I'm sorry, I can't. Sorry. Can't stop this train once it's rolling. No thinking. Just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Are you Margarita Lopez? C. <laughs> C, senor. <laughs> what? <laughs> I am not Margarita Lopez. Who the momento Jennifer Lopez. Get it right. Nope, just Jenny from the black. Wait, what? What? Who the momento por favor? Or as Titus would say, hold on a minute. 
No habla. No, no habla. I'll, I'll see for Damn. Damn. Well, I think that's a good spot to wrap it up. <laughs> fucking Officer Rogan. <laughs> Are you fucking fucking... Dude. Uh, that was brilliant. That was actually brilliant. Yeah. I don't know if you can make that type of shit up. <laughs> that is a fucking officially rap. That is insane. Or right, Tom, here, bring your phone here. We'll put it in the microphone, and this is how we'll end it. And do uh, Seth Rogen laughing over. Like canned laughter for the- here, play Aiden's song, and then I'll just do Seth Rogen laughing over it. All right, play Aiden's song. All right, this is Animalicia. Animalicia is out for the night. Are you gonna go?